0: What's up everyone. Welcome to another drop into the heart. I hope you are enjoying these solo casts. I am definitely feeling called to share more of me with you. And I know when I have guests on that, uh, you know, it can really be about the conversation about the guest and their thoughts and, uh, yeah, just have a lot to share. So I'm excited to, uh, drop into these with you more often. I hope you're getting something out of them. I would love to hear from you. If you are, reach out to me uh, via email at joe at the heart collective, or if you're feeling called, you could uh, join the heart collective. Um, I think if you've listened to the last couple episodes, the vision has really shifted and expanded in pretty profound ways. And I'm really, really stoked about building community with you Uh, it's really, really starting to grow, starting to expand and it is bumping on the inside. Uh, I did want to take a second to answer a question to one of the members of the heart collective. Her name is Ashley Williams, and she reached out to me on a DM through our app and she asked the question as a mom of an 18 month old, I would love to hear how you plan to incorporate the beliefs and inner work you are doing with Luca, who's my son. My goal is to raise my son, who is named Lucas, a little synchronicity there, and with an openness and a desire for expanding and diving deep within himself to search for answers to the secrets of the universe and enlightenment, if that makes sense. And yes, of course it does. It is something I am very passionate about. It's what this podcast, you know, why I called it Quantum Coffee, I just love exploring the unanswerable questions of the universe and getting very curious about what it all means not just the reality that we live in but my own stories of who i think i am and going through a pretty intense ego death i've been through multiple of them uh and especially in the work that i do um, i feel like it's a continuous process but you know my journey of self-discovery and healing really took place when i first walked away from the game of football and realized my identity, the story of who I was or who I thought I was, to myself, to the world, to my family, to my friends, was a football player. And breaking down that story led to you know identifying deeper and deeper stories, experiences, even traumas uh, from when I was younger, and that has all been a profoundly healing experience. And when it comes to raising Luca. Um, you know, obviously it's a journey that is continuing to evolve and I think he's 10 months old now and it's actually provided me with a ton of growth, um, but I will share one thing I read that was pretty profound and I'll put a link in the show notes. I'll have Graham do that. Shout out to Graham for uh, being so incredible. And the music that you hear on this podcast is all from his magical fingers and creative intuition. So thank you, Graham. Shout out to you. Um, this article that I read that was about parenting and it was really beautiful. It basically shared, and I'm paraphrasing here, how a lot of parents get in trouble when they think it's their job to raise their kid. And what I mean by that is make their kid into what they think, uh, You know, a contributing member of society looks like what success looks like. And that's all, you know, programmed into us. And so, as we, as parents, continue to evolve, expand, grow, heal, what I've learned is through my own experiences and learning how the world works, I'm definitely here to guide my son. I'm definitely here to share my experiences with him, but I am not here to make him into something that I think he needs to be. And what this article talks about is when you, f- when you understand that nature is raising your kid, not you, they are here to learn their own lessons. They have their own soul path, their own experiences that they're calling into their lives. And obviously, as they're young and vulnerable, it is very much the parent's job to make sure that they are nurtured, are loved, are cared for. Um, throughout their entire life Uh, but you know and I'm obviously you know very early on this journey but I really keep in the front of my awareness that this child this being is its own sovereign individual it is separate from us but it is also a part of this experience and he has his own essence his own soul and he is here to learn his own lessons and so I'm here to guide him as a father. I'm here to love him. I'm here to hold space for him. But I think, you know, in the wider journey that we're all on, I I think with this, you know, patriarchal energetic archetypal energy that we've been born into in this society, in this culture, I think this is the thing that we are evolving past and through. And it is really a evolution of the masculine energy collectively and within us individually and the way i view that is this old idea of you know being a man and and the desire to fix things to make things perfect to make things right and a lot of times that we project that out onto our kids and what i've found in real healthy masculine energy is to hold space is to be the loving presence That doesn't need anything in return. That is just proud and loving to Luca for whatever he wants to experience, whoever he wants to become, whatever he wants to try and just supporting him through that. And I know that's a journey that's going to continue to evolve. It's definitely going to challenge me in ways that I can't even foresee right now. And I know for all you parents out there, it is, it's, it's challenging. It is challenging to, you know, raise children. And I think it is the most important thing when you talk about where we're at in the world and what we're going through collectively and how we make these radical shifts. It really starts with yourself and it really starts with how you raise your kids and how you, you know, instill that curiosity and foster that curiosity and really help guide them and turn their awareness inward into who they are, and how they view the world, to have an open mind think if we can raise kids in that way we'll have a profound impact on where we all go as a society and culture so thank you ashley for asking that question i'm really stoked to have you and be on this journey with you if you're interested in joining the heart collective we just launched our new website i don't know when this is going to go live probably in a few weeks but the website is live heartcollective.org we are booming we have a bunch of different offerings, but one, one of the things I'm most excited about is the app we have, the ability to connect in a safe, closed container with other people on the path of healing, of growth, of connection, who really want to understand themselves and go on this path of, of self-discovery. And you know, as you know, as I know, it's it's a really challenging journey to go on alone. And especially if you're just starting to wake up to you know, deeper, subtle energies or... Starting to get curious about your own life and how you show up and your habits and your deeper purpose and meaning in life. There may be a you know slight whisper calling you to make a shift, to make a change. I think we're all being called to collectively let go of massive societal structures. And that can be a daunting task, It can be a frightening task. It can be, you know, bring up a lot of uncertainty, a lot of fear and, you know, going into the unknown, not just, you know, collectively in where the world's headed with the, you know, exponential growth in technology and how everything is shifting, but going into the the unknown depths of the unconscious and exploring and, you know, bringing to the surface, you know, emotions that need to be felt and stories that need to be let go of and things that no longer serve us. This is all what we're being called to do. And, The purpose of the heart collective is to create and provide and inspire and connect all of us who are on this path to building a more beautiful world together, a space to feel like you're part of something greater than yourself to feel inspired and guided and supported by others on the path. I know in my own journey, community has been the biggest, the absolute number one, most profound part of my healing journey. And You know, you don't have to just be a part of one community. That's the beautiful thing about this, this new, you know, ability to connect via the internet. I'm a part of a bunch of different communities and they all add value in my life in different ways. And, you know, my mission and purpose in this life is to provide community for those who are answering that inner calling to go deeper into themselves so that we can really come together and use the collective energy of this community to make changes in the world Collectively. If that's something that interests you, there is a link in the show notes, hardcleft.got.org. You can go to the memberships um, to get full access to everything. It's only $29 a month. And you can, you know, log in and then you get access to an app. You can connect with people like myself, uh, my new co-founder, Ben, uh, anybody from an internal team and amazing members like Ashley here. I'd love to hear from you. You can join the community, shoot me a DM, ask a question, and you may be answered on this podcast. All right. Thank you, Ashley, again. And thank you, Graham, for you know editing this thing. And we're about to drop into the heart. Do a little guided meditation so that we can connect with one another wherever you're listening to this, wherever you're at in life. You want to just take a second to slow down. You know, if you're out on a walk or you're driving listening to this, you can just... Connect with the energy that's coming through and hopefully that it allows you to slow down, find more presence throughout your day. So if you want to find a seat if you're at home or somewhere comfy, somewhere quiet, we won't be distracted, you can slowly Gently close your eyes if it feels comfortable. Bring your awareness to your breath. Feel the magic of this gift. with you, no matter what you're going through, no matter what state you're in, your breath has the power to anchor you into this moment, into this experience. And together, let's take a deep breath into the nose, and a long, slow exhale at the mouth, and into the nose. And release one more deep breath in and let it go. Want you to connect with this, this moment, connect with yourself. with my voice with this music that is playing I want you to know that wherever you're at in life you're not alone we are all faced with challenges adversity experiences us with an opportunity to grow, to learn, to expand, to connect with deeper parts of who we are, to show us where we may need to change, we may need to shift, or we may need to let go of something that is no longer serving us. This is a journey of remembering. And in order to have the opportunity to remember, you must first forget. For those of you that are on this path, that understand, Remember that you forgot until you remember again. So the key here is to release judgment. Release judgment of yourself. Release judgment of others. And continue to come back this moment to your breath, you can find peace from within, but it takes courage to question be curious to let go to feel what needs to be felt to love yourself so fully to embody a trust and a faith that you are being guided something greater than yourself deeper intelligence that lives within and call it intuition and call it God universe love nature I like to call it the heart's calling that whisper inside of you that is guiding you into who you are that is challenging you to look within. I'm so proud of you for being on this journey. So appreciative and grateful for your support. I'd love to support you as well All right. now that we are here i am sweating a little bit down my temples because i just got out of the sauna and my body temperature is hot 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 um but today i wanted to share with you guys little bit about the process talked a little bit about that meditation uh, the journey of remembering and forgetting and it's definitely a journey I'm very much still on I mean I've had moments of really expanded awareness connection presence and then I find myself dropping into old patterns old belief structures old distractions and so I wanted to share with you guys this process that i'm currently going through. Um, and it has to do, you know, specifically around this process of writing my book. And for those of you that know, been listening to me and following my journey, when I walked away from football in 2017, I bought a van, traveled the country for almost two years, and it had a profound impact on my life. And towards the end of that journey, I knew that I was really being called to share that journey that experience with the world because you know even just sharing it on instagram and just how many people were inspired by it i wanted to give people the real felt behind the scenes experience that i went through and it definitely involves a lot more obviously than i could share on instagram and so i felt called to share it via a book and another reason i felt called to write a book is because it scares the shit out of me and it confronts me with some of the biggest doubts that I have about myself, the biggest self-limiting beliefs. And one of those things is my ability that that I think my ability to write, especially a book, something as daunting as a book. And, you know, when I first walked away from the league and I decided to do the man Van dog blog and share my journey, I was like, I'm going to start a blog. I'm going to do it online. Um, All these other travel bloggers are doing it. And so I decided to uh, start writing and sharing it via like an online written blog. And so before I hit the road, I was going to write my first blog and it was going to be about, you know, kind of that transition phase and me getting prepared to hit the road. And, you know, I spent a few hours writing and editing and writing and judging myself for what was coming out and just really struggled with it. And I remember stopping and, you know, had a couple pages down and, went and reread what I wrote and um, I don't think I felt any more shame or judgment uh, or doubt in that moment. than after reading it, this is absolutely terrible. There's no way I can share this with the world. And what I realized now reflecting on that, I was just trying too hard. I was trying to share with the world what I think people wanted to hear. And I was definitely still hiding behind that mask of, of approval and validation And so it just wasn't good. And um, it's because I wasn't sharing from the heart. And so that almost stopped me from doing the entire journey right there. I remember calling my sister and be like, I can't do this. I can't share. I can't write. I'm not a writer. I've never written in my life. And it's funny how I expected to just sit down and start writing and be a good writer. Um, And so what I ended up doing was uh, deciding to do uh, more of a video blog or a vlog and i started doing youtube videos and if you haven't watched any of those youtube videos they still live on my youtube channel um there'll be a link in the show notes if you want to check those out there's if you will go and watch the very first video i did i even struggled doing that i spent like eight hours recording and looking into the camera and just saying hey y'all hey y'all and i just realized that that was a real tru- struggle for me as well um sharing my heart via that medium too. And so, what I realized is I'm just going to chop it up and put this together and share it with the world to show how I tried and how hard it was. And then, what I eventually ended up doing was doing a lot of really cool, creative videos of my experience, but still limited on the amount I actually shared who I am. And, you know, I'll share more about this on future episodes of, of m- what my biggest fear is in the world, uh, which is being seen. And I think a lot of you can probably relate to that. And so, you know, I, I decided ended up getting better at the videos, which was good over time. ended up sharing my journey on Instagram. And even if you go back to my old Instagram posts, I wasn't sharing a lot from the heart as well. I would do a lot of like quotes, like inspirational quotes that I love from other people. And, you know, on that path of self-discovery and healing about halfway through, I read this book called The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. And it is still one of the most impactful books I've read. And one of the most important tools that I think everybody should implement in their lives. And I've practiced it a lot and I've stopped and I'm getting back into it is this thing called the morning pages. And what the morning pages are, are a stream of consciousness journaling practice. Because as I said, when I wrote my blog post that time, like I had never even journaled. And I started reading a few years before and expanding my mind and opening my mind to these different practices and tools. And I've heard so many places like journaling is so powerful. And I always had envy of people that like journaled regularly, but even when I would journal, I would judge myself and what I was writing. And I just had this fear that if someone read this, they would see behind the veil and actually see who I am really. And so I even struggled journaling. And so what this stream of consciousness journaling is, is a really beautiful practice of waking up. You know, I do it on my computer. There's this really cool app called uh, day one, and it's a really simple encrypted you need a password to log in, um, journaling app uh, that you can get on your laptop. And so I'd set the timer for 15 minutes and I would just write what came to mind. And it was literally like my mind and my thought streams I would put onto the screen no matter what came. And, you know, at first it was, I would just sit there in front of the computer and nothing would come because I'd be blocked. And then what I would do is, I, you know, this is the direction of Julia Cameron in the book. You know, if you say, I, I, there's nothing to write," I'm stupid. I, I, this is dumb. What am I doing? Like, you'd literally start writing that stuff on the page, and then something magical starts happening. The words just start flowing. And the more I did this, you know, after a few days, after a few weeks, I literally started having conversations with myself. And at the end of each of those morning pages, what I would do is I would write ten mantras. And this is also what Julia Cameron talks about. And I had a lot of resistance to writing. I still do. I've come a long way. And that's why I'm sharing this with you is at the end of those morning pages, I would write, you know, positive affirmations of what I wanted to become and who I was in present tense. And so I'd write, I am an author. And this is kind of when I had the, the vision of writing the book. And so I was really showing up to put myself out there and learn, like if I want to write a book, if I'm feeling called to write a book, I have to learn to write. And You have to break through this this thought, this limiting belief that I'm not a good writer. And I can't expect myself to be a good writer if I'm not actually showing up and writing words on the page. And so I, I did every day, you know, 10 mantras. You know, I'm an author. I am a published author. And then it started getting like more detailed. Like I am, you know, really successful author has written multiple books. And that process you know, although it might might not have really believed at the time, but like really reinfor- reaffirming those positive stories and choosing to believe that really, I started noticing in my morning pages, I started writing well. And, you know, I've read a lot of books. And so, you know, I had this story when I was younger, like I hated English. I never really did good in anything writing. And you know, I've hired a writing coach and I'll talk a little bit more about that process um, in this, you know, process of writing this book. But he talks about how, you know, there's a difference between writing and, you know, editing. And so we edit our words because we're told it needs to be perfect right away. And so that's what I would do is like if it didn't sound good or wasn't good punctuation or grammar, I would sit there and I'd try to make it perfect. But the key is just to write your thoughts. And that's the beautiful thing about the morning pages and the stream of consciousness journaling is, you're not you're not editing, you're not judging. You don't backspace at all. Just literally write what comes through in real time, and it's just the stream of consciousness. You get to know yourself, and there's a lot of profound reasons why that is a really powerful practice. And I think you'll, through your own experience, if you give it a try and really stick with it for a few weeks, um, you'll notice what I'm talking about. But I'm really grateful that I decided to do that because my writing really started to to improve. And so, you know, fast forward, um, spent another year or so on the road. I was about halfway on uh, during the trip and ended up finding my way to Austin and started settling down and really wanted to focus on, okay, what's next? What's my purpose? And that's the whole journey of the Heart Collective. If you've listened to some of my other podcasts, um, that's when that journey began. And that was three years ago now. So it, it does take time to continue to show up and trust that inner calling. That's why I'm so passionate about building this community uh, for people like you, um, because it's something that I deeply need and desire and want to continue to create and feel that connection support from others who are going on this path. It it takes a tremendous amount of courage. And so when I started settling down in Austin, I said, okay, you know, Synchronicity has actually brought this man, his name's Azul, into my life. And he is a writing coach. And so I told him about my vision of wanting to write a book. And so I ended up hiring him." That was about two and a half years ago. And we spent, you know, the first year, you know, the first like six months, really, just not even writing, just doing like creative exercises, mind mapping, um, different cool tools that he has. So I didn't, you know, the daunting task of writing a book is just so overwhelming that that really is the thing that blocks me. And so, He'd give me different uh, tools and exercises. So we didn't even get into writing until about six months into it. And then we you know, started writing and once I had like the framework of it. And during that whole process, I still like, I didn't know exactly what the book was, but this title came to me and the title was finding freedom. And for those of you that know my journey, you know, I adopted a dog uh, before I hit the road and I named her freedom. And that had some deep, you know, symbolism to me, You know, getting out of a career, I'd spent 16 years pursuing greatness at football, playing with the best in the world. But part of me wanted to know what was life like without this? Who am I without this? And I wanted to, and I was really excited about experiencing that freedom for the first time and to explore and to discover and, you know, getting a travel companion in my dog freedom and naming her freedom really held a lot of, of energy. And I know I rescued her from a shelter in Tampa and she was in a cage when I found her and she was just sulking and sad and depressed. And I knew that she was the perfect dog to go on this journey with me because she understood what it was like to be in a cage. And although my cage wasn't physical and literal like hers, it was a metaphorical cage in prison of my own creation. Um, which I'm not saying is a bad thing, but it is something that I built up around myself. And it's something I actually needed to do to actually achieve the things I achieved in my career as a football player, because I had to become that thing in order to embody it, in order to succeed at it. And what that created, because it was such a hyper-intense competitive environment, it created this this, this real cage that I was living in internally and that was part of the freedom I wanted to explore is to break out what is life like outside of this cave or deeper within this cave. And so got freedom. And you know, when the title came to me, it's like, oh, finding freedom. Like I found freedom. And it's this, you know, this this play on words, this beautiful analogy of finding my dog freedom and you know, going on this exploration of my newfound freedom, her newfound freedom, and we're doing it together. And so I definitely knew that was a part of the book, like finding freedom. And then I started really asking the question, like, what does it mean to find freedom? And so I ended up writing like over the course of that first year, about 70,000 words. I wrote a bunch of different stories around my football journey and all of it really needed to happen And it was very cathartic. I cried a lot. I would write a story that happened to me when I was playing, and then I would read it back to Sarah. And it was just really cathartic and healing and beautiful. And all of that needed to happen. But when I ended up sending it to my first round of edits, um, you know, it wasn't, I kind of just jumped it all together. It was just kind of like word vomit, and it wasn't a, a cohesive story and book. And that's the feedback I got from the editor. And she actually told me like, you know, this is kind of two different books. This is a, a book about your athletic career and then a book about your, your van travel. So maybe you should separate them. And so I spent a few months trying to figure out how to do that. Maybe I'm writing two books or two different stories. And got to a point where I just felt so blocked. I felt so overwhelmed. I felt defeated and ended up telling my writing coach, you know what, like, I think it's time that I take a break from this I give it space. I feel like I'm very much still in process of finding what that deeper level of freedom is to me. And, you know, it's funny through this whole process, like the book has shifted and evolved in so many ways and what the story is and how I'm going to write it and the person I'm writing it to and all these things that go into writing a book, but the title has always stayed the same, finding freedom. And so fast forward, took about eight months off and fast forward to this last October, I was in Sedona for my birthday. I've been to Sedona a few times. If you haven't been to Sedona, it's absolutely beautiful and incredible. And one of my favorite places on earth, because there is this palpable, energetic feeling there. It's it's just very expansive. It's very strong. And when I was there, I... celebrating my birthday i was there for a weekend and that's the longest i'd ever stayed there just a few days and i just felt so connected i felt like this connection to this wisdom and this 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 flow um and this connection to nature it's really hard to describe i just felt more open and connected my channels were open and i had this this vision and this insight you know what i want to come back here to sedona to write my book i think it's time i'm ready so I asked my wife. I told her about it, and um, you know she was all on board. And so we decided to book an Airbnb for this upcoming March um, for a whole month to, so that I can really focus, limit all the distractions, and bring my energy back to this book, so that it can flow out of me. And I know being in Sedona with my channels open and being more connected and clear and limiting all the distractions, my hope is that this book book will just you know flow out of me. Obviously, there's gonna me having to show up. And so that's what I wanted to share with y'all today. You know, as that I I booked it um, or the idea came in October and then a couple months ago, we ended up booking the Airbnb. And then as I'm, it gets closer, I'm thinking like, okay, all the same fears and doubts and the daunting task of writing a book and overwhelming and all the words and story and what is it. And so all that started coming to the surface. And so what I realized is I want to, really trust and have faith that this book wants and desires to be written through me. There is something bigger at play here. And the more I can let go of the, the need to be in control of writing and show up and just let it flow. I know that more magic and, and more wisdom is going to come through. And so I, I started questioning, like, how can I do that? And what came to me was, Really cleaning up my body, not just going to Sedona where the energy is stronger and more palpable, but really limiting my distractions, my habits, the things that I, that I use to, I don't want to say numb out, but yeah, I mean, there's a, there's an aspect of that, right? Like, you know, if I'm feeling bored, I'll go smoke some weed. And, you know, my relationship with cannabis, like I'm so grateful for it, but it's been a dance because there's been times when I've used it to escape when I was playing football and I smoked so much weed and that was something about halfway into my trip. And it was actually the first time I went and did ayahuasca. I did this, this thing called a dieta, which is, you know, about two to four weeks before. And the place I went to is a 30 day dieta, which means you eat super clean, you limit, um, Like even you pretty much eat vegan, you can eat chicken, but you limit red meat, you limit pork and limit sugars, stop drinking caffeine, don't do any drugs. And so that was the first time in my life. I mean, I took 30 days and I took that very seriously and I ate really clean. And I learned more about myself in that 30 days than I actually did in the ayahuasca retreat ceremonies, the first few at least, until I started really connecting with the medicine. But in that dieta, you know, I really was able to question my habits. And, you know, something like simple as drinking coffee, like I would drink coffee and then I would take a couple of days off and then start drinking again and be like, oh, I'm not addicted. Like I don't have any withdrawals. That was the first time like day three or four of me stopped drinking coffee during that first diet. And this is in 2019. I literally had this brain fog that came over me that was like so intense. I was like, oh my goodness. Like I didn't know my body was so addicted to coffee, like needing it you know, and I was eating a bunch of ribeye steaks. I was on keto at the time. And so not eating steaks and just like how my body was adjusting and really limiting, you know, the content I was consuming as well. Like I stopped using social media as much. I took the, the final two weeks of that day. I took completely off social media. And this is in the middle of like when I was traveling and posting every day and really had a community following me on Instagram. And so that was a weird challenge of like, what's going to happen if I take two weeks off Instagram? Like what's are people just going to not stop following me or like what's going to happen? And it's just this weird internal dialogue. And so I learned so much about myself through that dieta. And so what I realized is for this experience, I want to do that. Something very similar. I want to, I want to go on a dieta. I want to limit the distractions um, like, you know, social media, TV, even like reading a ton of books. Like I find myself like I'll read when I'm bored as well. And all of these things with the book and writing process, I find I use those things. If I'm like, hey, I'm gonna go write. I'm like, oh, well, let me check, you know, my crypto account or my NFTs, or let me go, you know, smoke some weed and go on a walk so I can drop in and be creative. And it really is all of these things that are taking me away from the actual process of writing. And so it's funny, I'm recording this now. It is February 1st. And so what I decided about six weeks ago is I'm going to really devote my time and my energy to this process because I want to write this book. And if I don't show up and do it, it's never going to get done. And it's not about forcing it. It's not about you know showing up. Yeah, there's, a, there's an aspect of having to show up and write words on the page. But for me, it's, a, it's this process of letting go of letting go of the things that are to distract me from the, the challenge of writing and the daunting task and the enormity of it and the vulnerability of it and how it's going to be received and all these doubts and self-limiting beliefs, like all of that stuff comes up and then I'll go do something else. I'll go watch TV or I'll go on a hike or I'll go smoke some weed. And those, I don't think there's inherently anything bad with any of that, but the reason I'm doing this is because I wanted to, Really feel like what is it like to be super clean and have my channels open energetically by giving and connecting to the energy of this book and what wants to come through. And so I've decided about six weeks ago that in February, I'm going to do a dieta, uh, just very similar to like a plant medicine ceremony. I'm going to eat very clean. I'm going to be very present with my food. I'm going to slow down. Another thing that I've been really, you know, working hard on is the business, the Heart Collective. We've gone through a pretty big pivot. I've been working on launching this website, which is now live. You got to go check it out, heartcollective.org. But it's been a real journey of, of grinding and putting this thing into action and bringing it to life and building a team and you know having meetings and connecting with people and doing all sorts of different things to try and trying to figure out how to make it work. And it's finally coming together. And so now I have this space where, okay, now is the time to really even slow down from that limit the amount of meetings I'm having so that I can really just have space for being present and listening. And so today's February 1st. I don't know when this is going to go live, but over the next eight weeks, this four weeks in February, I'm going to be doing my diet test, beginning to the process of slowing down, limiting my meetings, eating really clean, Moving my body, taking care of my body, meditating and focusing and devoting my time and energy into this book, starting to organize the framework of the book so that when I get into Sedona in March, I am going to be really open, really clean, and my intention to really show up and allow these words to flow onto the page and write what wants to be written. Um, My hope is that that process and that devotion to that experience. really you know shows up and shows up on the page and shows up in my energy and you know hopefully i can embody this ease and flow for this book to flow out of me rather than really trying to force it and the reason i share this is for a couple reasons one to keep me accountable you know me sharing it with all of you uh, you're now on the journey with me and I'm, I'm hoping that this inspires you in some way but I, i'm not saying this is going to be easy for me at all it's gonna I mean, I already feel challenged um you know i have a you know, I, I smoke, I don't smoke that much weed anymore, but, you know, I smoke a couple of times a week to relax and I really love it. I've developed such a strong relationship with it. It helps, you know, expand my awareness, shift my perspective, slow down, you know, find stillness and, you know, it's, it's a really beautiful tool. And so going eight weeks without it, um, I think it's been a while since I've done that. And then just like really questioning my diet and, you know, I eat pretty clean, I eat pretty well, um, but really even fine tuning that in and, you know moving my body regularly, limiting the amount of distractions of you know pulling my phone up first thing when I wake up, like all of these things are such a wide variety of different things that I'm going to be confronting. And during this, you know, four weeks before I even get to Sedona, I know I'm going to learn so much about myself, and I'm really excited to see what that journey's like. And so I'm going to be sharing that with y'all throughout the process. Um, I really hope that you get something out of it. I would love some words of encouragement and support um, if you feel called. Um, I know it's going to be, you know, really challenging. And, you know, even thinking about this book and, you know, questioning the the stories that still come to the surface of me feeling like I'm not a good writer and what does it mean to share my story? And just thinking about the enormity of like a 50,000 word book and a story, like how does, like, what's the story arc? Where do I start? What do I write about? I've written so much already, but, you know, know, I want to share a little bit about like back to the, the title of finding freedom through this entire process, like, The book has shifted so much, but the title has always stayed the same, finding freedom. And what I realized and why I took a pause is because finding I'm still very much in the process of finding freedom and finding my own freedom and what that means. And I'm really excited to share and hopefully through this book inspire many to go on their own journey of finding their own freedom. And freedom, I think it's really funny as I've reflected on this. Like our biggest ideal in this world, in this world, in this country as humans is is our freedom. And to recognize where I'm not free, you know, something as simple as doing this dieta and realizing like habits that I have, like, am I really free? Am I choosing this in any given moment or is it choosing me? And those are really subtle things to question. And they're really challenging things to question. And then, you know, you get onto the bigger things of the stories of who you are, like, where did those stories come from? Like your, your idea of what success looks like of a good job, you know, you know looking good or what a good partner looks like, what sexy looks like. All of these things have been programmed into us, from others, from society, from culture. So are you really free? Am I really free? And yeah, there's so much nuance and complexity to the journey and to what freedom is, and I'm really on this journey of finding inner freedom and finding that peace that is unwavering that love that lives deep within the heart the love of self the love of this experience embodying gratitude for having an opportunity to live these are all things that you know I've come to learn about and have been on the journey of trying my hardest and to embody you know to let go of things that are on some level controlling me and so putting that all in a book is the task at hand and really slowing down from this busy life of you know creating so much and you know with the internet and the ability to connect with so many people and even creating community it's like there's always something that needs to be done there's always an opportunity to connect with other people um And so really taking space and coming back into myself for this process. I'm really, really, really stoked about it. I'm really excited about it. And I also know it's going to, I recognize it's going to be challenging and it's going to bring up a lot within myself. And hopefully by the end of this eight weeks, I'll have, you know, some type of manuscript written ready for the editing process. And I'm really excited to share the book with you all. And I just wanted to share with you this process that I'm going through And the devotion to this book, to this idea of what it means to find freedom. And yeah, wish me luck. I really appreciate y'all listening. Um, I hope this inspired you to look in your own life to question where you may not be free, uh, where you may uh, be letting something or someone some experience control you. And I think part of the journey is to release judgment as well, knowing that we are complex organisms with a bunch of different. Yeah. We have this really deep unconscious that runs our life. It's the intelligence that allows us to walk, to speak, to use words and language, to you know our, our heartbeat, our you know guts digest, our brain like there's just this intelligence, and it's all in the unconscious. And a lot of times, the experiences of who we think we are are deep in our unconscious, and that's why it takes courage to do, to go on the journey inward. It's about going into the depths of your unconscious to excavate the stories of who you think you are. And that's a a challenging thing to do for anyone. And I'm very much, and and that's another thing is it's it's an infinite journey, which can be overwhelming as well. And I think that's why I'm so passionate about building community and the importance of feeling supported, because like I talked about in the meditation early, you're going to, you're going to remember, you're going to go on this journey of remembering who you are. And there's going to be times that you forget, and then you're going to not realize that you forgot. You're going to think you're still good until all of a sudden you remember again and you have this expanded sense of awareness. You unravel some unconscious patterns. Maybe it's from a a psychedelic experience. Maybe it's going on a walk in nature. Maybe it's doing a retreat of some sort. Maybe it's having a profound conversation or interaction with a friend or a loved one. Whatever it is, you'll just have this expanded experience. And you'll be like, oh my goodness, how long was I forgetting for? Because I feel like I remember again, like I'm here again. And then you'll go back in. And that's why journey is about this journey of life is about the dance and walking that tightrope of tension between this spiritual, energetic, quantum reality that we live in. And in this 3D dense physical manifestation material world that we are experiencing as well. And you both, it's both and you are all of it. And so I think the key with all of this is to release judgment of self, to love yourself for exactly where you're at, knowing that the journey has gotten you here and the work ahead is to continue to reflect and shine that light of awareness that we've all been gifted with inward and to wake up to who we really are. Thank you all so much for being on this journey with me. I'm going to get writing and not judge myself too hard for the process and the words that come out. And um, I'm really hoping that it comes out in magical ways. I know that it will, and I'm going to continue to trust and have faith. And yeah, thank y'all for listening. I love y'all so, so much. Um, If you're listening to this podcast and you're loving this new solo cast series, I'd love to hear from you. Leave a five-star rating wherever you listen to your podcast. That really helps. you know grow the podcast and also if you think anybody would benefit from listening to this or be inspired by it go ahead and share it with them just like Ashley I'd love to hear from you on the inner circle uh, our new website's live go check out heartcollective.org go to the membership page and you can join for $29 a month and you'll get access to our app and you'll be able to connect with me directly with all the incredible content we have in there we have podcast recommendations we have suggested articles We have community spotlights from people within the community and you have the ability to direct message anybody from within the community, including me. So I'd love to hear from you if there's anything you'd like to hear about in these solo casts that I'm going through, anything in my journey that you'd like me to share about. um, I'd really like to hear from you and we are just getting started. We're building the foundation of something really special. And if you're feeling called and you know it's time to build a more beautiful world together, then join the movement your tribe awaits. I'll see you on the inside. Much love.